0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Miss This podcast, a Come Follow Me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler.
1: We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show.
0: Hi there, everybody. I'm David Butler.
1: I'm Emily Freeman.
0: Welcome to Don't Miss This.
1: Why did it feel like you skipped up here? because you were like, so happy. It
0: did. Like, it's a good section. <laughs> Guys, I just, it's,
1: it's really not a sad a good one. Good Last one yes. was
0: so sad. That's true. And then this one is not. And so, this one is
1: not, and it feels so productive. Doesn't this one feel productive? Shirt. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna feel really productive by the time we're all done.
0: Productive?
1: Yeah, like I, I feel mm. like I've accomplished something by the time I'm done with this one. Oh,
0: okay, I'm gonna feel encouraged. Okay, encouraged
1: and, and, and then productive. like... Productive. Yeah, productive. Oh,
0: like how to take a step forward. Is that yes, what you mean by productive? that's what I mean. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Now I can agree with you. Okay. Because normally I don't want to be productive right now. Okay. All I want are naps in the day.
1: Okay. That's because it's four o'clock. That's the problem. Um,
0: okay, number one request in our email boxes right now is are... This true, everyone. What, what about Old Testament? You guys, stop trying to skip the Doctrine and Covenants because some, some really fun stuff is coming, including P.S., the section's rad. Then we do three field trips in a row, and they honestly were so our favorites to film. Like, you we just, are so well, excited that's about that's a lie. The whole I think all of, of them the were favorites. And yeah. yeah, we re- It really is so awesome. What's coming at the end? I noticed a lot of sections like in the middle. There felt like I think we just did that section already, and we're doing the same stuff. Fear not. Now <laughs> some just like it's different. It's yeah. it's uh oh, yeah. Some and really so cool good. stuff is so coming. And
1: so So many field trips too. You guys can't wait. But meanwhile, go ahead and get your hopes up about the Old Testament. We are excited about the Old Testament.
0: It's so good, it's coming. A lot of you, number one in the email boxes right now is, okay, when are all the Old Testament stuff available? So.
1: And and how can we study? And what will study look like? Which I love because everyone, this is what happens when you are an empty nester. You watch everybody else go buy school supplies at Walmart and everyone's getting new like folders and new pencils And then I walk by and I don't really need anything except for because it's September, I feel like I should be like buying that stuff. And so if you're someone who is like, wants to get some school supplies, don't worry. We have so much fun Old Testament (laughs) stuff coming. So let us just quickly tell you, for those of you who are worried about it and asking about it, what is coming? So you have it on your radar and then you don't need to worry. We are going to keep you apprised. In October, we will tell you again what to do. But... We will have the Old Testament devotional book, which you are going to love. We're gonna have the Old Testament journal that is gonna be available also.
0: The drawings just keep getting better and better each year.
1: (laughs) I love that you're so (laughs) proud of the drawings. And you love the front of the Old Testament devotional book. I don't know if it's up yet or not, but I promise you are gonna love the front, particularly the orange starfish. That's my favorite part. Oh,
0: on the devotional book. On the devotional. Yeah, and I would think of the color of the journal, which I really like too.
1: Okay, so you're happy about both those things. Um, We are doing the Word of Week posters. Again, if these are new to you, they happen to be our favorite addition to study. David will tell you why, because you love them the most. I mean, I I love them, but you really love them.
0: Well, this is how I use them. We use it as kind of the introduction to the week. Or well, just barely getting back into that because summertime, who studied anything? <laughs> okay, but it's just awesome that it hangs in your house and kind of says, here is almost like the theme of the week. It's got the sections that you're studying that are on it. And it just kind of like is this reminder, you know, and especially a really in a really great busy, verse, yeah, and a great verse of scripture.
1: And a quote from Joseph Smith, which I just kind of love having those quotes just hanging around. Right. So we are doing that with the Old Testament. But what is going to be fun about the Old Testament is we are going to be learning Hebrew, everybody, with our Word a Week while we do the Old Testament. So we're super excited about that. So you can plan on those. If these are new to you and you wish you had one for the rest of the Doctrine and Covenants, because they're so fun, there are a few left of both the Word a Week things and also oh, the, and script, stickers. the stickers and the stickers. So... Um, if you wish you had those for your Doctrine and Covenants, you can get them for just a little bit.
0: And more journals. A couple more and journals. And a couple more journals. I think. If so, you didn't know we did these and you wanted one for the rest of yes. the year.
1: Um, we don't reprint them after March, but there are just a couple of all those things hanging around. So if you want one, go to Desert Book. That's where you can find them. And then...
0: Otherwise, in October, when we come back from the field trips, we'll announce... When the pre-order is for all the yeah for the journals,
1: the word a week where we're going to learn Hebrew. I'm so excited about that part. Really
0: are super rad. We'll
1: have the stickers again. We are going to have the devotional book again, so you can be looking for all that. And then we have two surprises. You guys can't wait for the surprises. So the best surprise is free. Everybody. You are gonna love it. It's gonna change the Old Testament for you.
0: Yeah, I want to tell everybody, but instead, we want to show you when it's all. Yeah, when
1: it's all ready, yeah. and it's and it's getting really close, and it is. We worked really hard be, on it. So hard. We've <laughs> been working on it for the whole year, so that's gonna be so fun. And then there is one other fun thing that I think is gonna be ready in January because we just started working on that, so it is gonna come out in time. And it's also going to be so fun and as soon as we have something we can show you we'll tell you about those two new things as far as commentaries here are a couple things that we'll say first of all we love the old testament i know we have never told you that yet so that (laughs) might come as a surprise to you we love the old testament so much we have been waiting four years to teach the old testament and study it with you together so we're going to follow come follow me exactly don't you worry about that but the Old Testament is so big that there are some parts that are not actually going to be in Come Follow Me, and some of them are your favorite parts, like Jehoshaphat. Who doesn't want to learn about Jehoshaphat in detail? So we are going to be sliding in just a couple little parts that you don't want to miss because this is <laughs> don't, don't miss, miss this. Stop. <laughs> so we'll do. Mom um, <laughs> we'll Do. Uh well there's a lot of good stuff coming a lot like we are counting down the days.
0: Yeah. So be at peace. That's all the stuff. There you go. We'll be back talking about it when it's all ready for oh, you Oh, I didn't so I didn't miss. ever
1: finish. We're not going to use a commentary oh. because we <laughs> have so much we just want to talk about all just that we've gathered. But there are good commentaries out there and you just pick whichever one you want and don't worry there's not going to be one that we are specifically focusing on. Um I think that's
0: it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Hopefully,
1: that answers all your emails in one thing because my cute email helper is going to be so happy that we just did that.
0: <laughs> okay, now 106 through 108. Um, man, these sections are, are so cool. We get to meet two new friends and something else that's happening around the same time is this is the first time in this dispensation when the quorum of the 12 are called. And so um, there's going to be sections directed towards our two new friends and then one section toward the Quorum of the Twelve, and we're going to just go through all of those. I think it's, you know, as we were starting this and I was say- skipping, you know, to get up here, <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, it is interesting that, like, the stuff in Missouri isn't done. You know, they're, they're, they still, there's still a struggle there. We've gotten back from Zion's camp, but we still don't know what we're doing with what's happening there. There are still some questions that they have. And yet the work... And and
1: they're preparing. Like we're Mm -hmm. ramping up for the dedication of the Kirtland Temple. So there's a lot of like big stuff
0: going on. Right, that's all going on. And it's interesting that like we are so confused about this but we're also building a temple at the same time. And I love the idea of thinking like, there can be spots of my life that I'm confused and have questions on and still have really powerful, glorious experiences happening like simultaneously Mm -hmm. with each other. And it's kind of what you have here. So 106 is to Warren Cowdery. This is Oliver's big brother, Warren. And uh, Oliver obviously was first there, been there since day one and um, through correspondence with Oliver and hearing all those stories. Warren ends up uh, coming into the faith also. Um, When Joseph was on his recruiting mission for Zion's camp, he kind of went out recruiting, trying to get people to come, you remember. He goes and he actually stays at the home of Warren Cowdery. And uh, he is called to be sort of like the branch president, the leader over his little branch that's there in uh, Freedom, I think is the name of it, Freedom, Mm. New York. And it's in question about that new calling that he has that 106 comes so he requests like can i get some direction some help on this on this new adventure that you've just called me to and so that 106 is the answer
1: almost that. like a setting apart is that what you would say oh
0: yeah that's cool yeah super oh. cool yeah so right here at the very beginning, to my servant, it is my will that my servant, Warren A. Cowdery. Look, he even uses his full name like a setting apart blessing. <laughs> How awesome. Okay. He should be appointed and ordained a presiding high priest over my church in the land of freedom. Oh, I was there right. it is. It was in the scriptures. <laughs> Why did I feel like I had to know that in my head. It's written right here. Right. Um, he should preach my everlasting gospel and lift up his voice in not only this in his own place, but surrounding counties In this line we love, and it's a first fill in the blank in the journal, devote his whole time to this high and holy calling. And I I am so like, I mean, I I know you felt this, I've felt this before that you just, when you get this, you might just be a part of this little ward in this little city, in this little state, you know, in this little country, in this big wide world, but you do still feel a sense of like high and holiness when God gives you a responsibility. And I think particularly because every single responsibility is to look out for people, mm. His greatest treasure. And that's why it is so high and holy. And it's neat that that is what He calls it. You know, we didn't even know who He was until we get to section 106. But the Lord knew who He was and had for Him a high and holy calling. And then this promise, um, because if I heard that, I would be like overwhelmed, right? And He says all things necessary will be added thereunto, for the labor is worthy of his hire. Mm. Um, promising him whatever it is that you are going to need for the high and holy purpose that you have in your life right now, it is going to be added to you and given to you.
1: And I love that thought of just an increase of capacity. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite thoughts about it is, for whatever you need, anything that is necessary for this time, it will be added unto you. And I just love the thought of that. There's been moments where I've faced a calling or even just faced the day-to-day in my life and felt like I I am not enough for what I'm up against right now. Like clearly I am not enough. I know I'm not. So even if someone else told me, no, you've got this, I would be like, no, I actually don't. And I love the thought that he's like, anything, all things that are necessary will be added to you. That's who God is. That's what He does. And maybe as you look at your part you play, wherever you are right now, and you're thinking, I feel like I need an increase of capacity right now. I love this thought of like, go get a blessing right now and let that capacity be increased.
0: And for those of you who don't know Emily as well as I do, I feel like you are so good at that. You have one of the best understanding of of that concept of God will add to you when you ask. Ask and you shall receive, knock and it will be opened because you really do. When you are in need, she asks, she asks like even today, she was like, Mm -hmm. I need a blessing. That's the first thing that I need and she'll ask and she'll have one and and I just believe that God's gonna add on to you. You know, the things that are necessary but you actually live that principle so well and this reminder that's so awesome he says let me just also remind you the coming of the Lord draweth near Mm. and nigh and you know we love the second coming so much but this line and it overtaketh the world and I cannot actually wait for him to overtake the world (laughs) I'm really really excited for the prince of peace and unity and love to come and overtake the world Mm -hmm. Um, and but we don't have to wait until that day, because I love this line in six, it says, again, verily I say unto you, there was joy in heaven when my servant Warren bowed to my scepter and separated himself from the crafts of men. And that to me is so thrilling to think of I want to interview Warren and I don't know him well enough to ask him such a personal question. So first I'll get to know him and say what is your favorite ice cream and like what is like what animal is your spirit animal or whatever. But I want to say, "Oh, will you tell me about that moment that you felt like you bowed to the scepter mm. where you chose Jesus as your king?" Right? And and what was that? And, and we thought that would be a neat thing to think about if you've had a moment like that where you have decided Jesus is my King, I, I bow to Him, I will follow Him. Yeah. At any cost, I'll, I'm, I'm all in with you, hmm. you know? That's and so what's good. that moment like?
1: Yeah, and, and when you just separated yourself from everything else that was going on and just turned your life to Him, I love the thought of that.
0: Yeah, and then the Lord brings this up and I think it's so sweet, because maybe he had this in his mind because he, and he says to him, Therefore, blessed is my servant Warren. This is verse seven. I wrote six on this page. Don't be alarmed. Just <laughs> add one to both of these parts here. Mm-hmm. Blessed is my servant Warren, for I will have mercy on him, notwithstanding the vanity of his heart, I'll lift him up, in as much as he humbled himself. And it's it's neat that he would have probably thought to himself, like you were saying, No, mm-hmm. I I actually have A vanity problem. I have, uh, you know, a jealousy problem. I have this, but whatever, whatever the problem may be, and the Lord is uh, assuring him, and He uses the words in verse eight: "I I, I will give him grace and assurance that he will be able to stand and continue faithful, notwithstanding your weaknesses that you have. I'm going to have mercy, and I'm going to give you grace, and I'm going to give you assurance." on this, uh, as you carry this high and holy responsibility that I've given you.
1: And you love those three words, mercy and grace and assurance. Like it makes me want to do a word study and think about, okay, what do I know about mercy? And I love that he's gonna have mercy on them, but he's going to give grace. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Just thinking about those Hmm. words. And I love that mercy is especially active compassion. And I love that he's like, I will see your weakness and it's going to actually give me active compassion for you. Where How can I help you in this? And then I will give you grace or that enabling strength or that touch of the divine on the heart, right? That you're going to be able to reflect. And that word assurance, right? And yeah. confidence. I'm going to give you confidence, in what you're doing it's just it's three words that I'm like ooh I want those three words right now I, I want to carry them with me for a minute
0: yeah and I like that idea of like where you, where you're just saying he has mercy it's almost like this like I have made room for you in your weakness right mm-hmm. like that you I've I've given a lot of space for you to like work through your own issues while you serve in the kingdom at mm-hmm. the same time you know I'm going to have that mercy and then give you these other gifts to to do that and this is neat and it it really is and even though the Lord's like I have mercy and I'll give you grace and I'm going to give you assurance it's interesting that he says I'm going to give you those things which means you're going to need them (laughs) you know so if he (laughs) needs grace and assurance that means what he's going to experience first is lack and um, like uh, self-doubt or whatever the opposite of assurance is. he's like Mm. oh you can know that you are going to actually feel those things and when we get into 107 this section was actually given to the first quorum of the 12. They were called on Valentine's day Mm -hmm. of 1835, uh, to go out in this section as special witnesses of the name of Christ in all the world. And just like Warren Cowdery, um, they felt inadequate for that. And, and they came to Joseph and we love this line Mm -hmm. from them where they say this, the time was near when we were about to separate and, uh, and we felt, um, I, I skipped a part that I love so much, um, where they just talked about like, oh, we felt like this was such a high and holy calling that we needed to ask forgiveness from people and we needed to kind of separate that, you know, think more about this and oh, am mm. I, you know, uh, and they said this, um, our worthiness has not inspired us to make this request, but our unworthiness. Mm. Uh, which is really sweet to think that they're like, I'm not asking for this help and revelation because I think I deserve it or earned it, but rather because I need it. Hmm. And so we came and said, we need help. So we unitedly asked God, our heavenly father, to grant us through his seer a revelation of his mind and will concerning our duty in the coming season. And um, a great revelation that will enlarge our hearts and comfort us in adversity and brighten our hopes. And uh, I just, actually think this is really sweet and interesting to consider um, the quorum of the 12 right now, that they must, how heavy mm-hmm. that responsibility that they hold must be, and how they probably still come and say, listen, we don't think that we're earning this or deserving this, but we have come to God in our lack and in our need and in our request and what we what we need is a revelation one that will enlarge our hearts that will comfort us in adversity and that will brighten our hopes hmm. amidst the powers of darkness and and how often all of us feel that that need for yeah. those three things that's
1: so good i love as we get into section 107 and sometimes you come into 107 and you think oh this is a section that is for the priesthood members of the church. This is for the men. This is going to lay out kind of what that priesthood quorums and offices look like. And I learned a really important lesson many years ago when President Nelson said to the women of the church in a women's meeting, I want you to study three sections of the Doctrine and Covenants. And this was one of the sections he wanted the women to study. And I was so intrigued with why? Like, why, why? If anything you could choose, why did you choose 107 for me? And as I spent time in there learning and and also talking to good friends who wanted to help and educate me and, and study through it, my eyes were open to understand a lot of things that I hadn't realized this section was for. At the top of my 107, I wrote, living after the order of the son of God. That's what this section is about. So... That kind of helps us as we dive into this. Um, I also love this. It wasn't meant to be read start to finish. It came in bits and pieces um, after that asking of this, then this started coming together to them. And I love that thought of studying it in bits and pieces also. And what do I learn about this part? What do I learn about this part? Um, I love also, as we go through and we'll point out some of these things, um, I wrote in my notes, some verses are for the priesthood offices, but there are other gems that apply to all and teach us all how to draw upon the power of God. And I think that's really important that realizing that in 107, we are going to watch for an order or a pattern that's going to teach us how to draw upon the power of God, all of us as we start living within this pattern or within this order of the son of God, which I love. Um,
0: For those who have, um, who are watching, who are younger or older, who are Harry Potter fans, <laughs> that word order is actually gonna be one that you'll that you'll recognize in, in verse three. Is it okay if we go here? Yeah. Where he just says, let me tell you why it's called the Melchizedek Priesthood. Um, well, because Melchizedek was such a great high priest and we'll come to that in just a second. But he says, before it was called the holy priesthood after the order of the Son of God. That's a phrase, by the way, in the Old Testament and Book of Mormon that you're gonna wanna watch for. Mm. They don't use Melchizedek priesthood. They'll use the phrase, the order of the Son, the holy order, the high and holy order. They'll use phrases like that to talk about this. And if you know, Harry Potter, you know, they had something called the order of the Phoenix, right? (laughs) So you're like, oh, that's a very ancient word. It's like a knightly word. It's like Mm. the order of the round table and stuff. And it's a group of people that all share a common purpose. And that group of people generally has a a master, like a a leader in that group. And so we have this order of people who've come together, right? um, After following a certain leader and that leader is Uh, the son of God. Hmm.
1: That's so good. And as we come into this um, and we think about this order that's going to allow us to become um, within the kingdom, like uh, you love that there is something unique about who you become in the kingdom if you follow the order in Harry Potter or um, the Knights of the Round Table, right? There is this process that you go through. And I love that Joseph Smith is talking to the priests about becoming or to the men about becoming high priests, but he also talked to the women about this same concept and he told a group of Relief Society sisters at one time, I want to make you a kingdom of priests. And that thought that he's he's talking about this order that is for high priests but also for high priestesses. That's what we're learning about and as we go into the temple, we really start learning about that process. So let's think about Melchizedek first and who he was and where do we meet him as the high priest? What so, do you want to say about so that? So we
0: meet him in Genesis, Old Testament. You can't wait. Um, which is actually interesting because once we go through the Old Testament, you'll actually enjoy the Doctrine and Covenants more. more. Yeah.
1: And everything. more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. really
0: will just, mm-hmm. so that, we yeah, whatever. It's fine. We're <laughs> going to come back to every book. Don't worry. We're not going to die. Um, so Melchizedek <laughs> Um, was this high priest at the time of Abraham and we learned some powerful things about him we learned um that he was that he had the power to like defy armies that he had the power to move mountains that he was he was doing things and he and he was communing with angels and and with God like he had the ability to to rend the veil and was able to do the work of God in like this marvelous and like this mm-hmm. like just powerful way. Um, his name, Melchizedek, Melechizedek in Hebrew actually means king of righteousness, right? And he was king of, of the area of Jerusalem and was this leader who was taking people and, and teaching them that same pattern of, uh, of power and everything. And so because he was such a great example of someone in that order, someone who followed the pattern of the son of God, and then was endowed with the power of the Son of God, the priesthood was nicknamed after him. Mm-hmm. And that little box right there, ancient high priests, that's that's who they were, they, those things that we just said. They were yeah. people who had the power, right? Yeah. To, and they knew
1: how to commune with God and yeah, yeah. defy armies and move mountains. That's That is what he's talking about right here, which I love that he kind of starts out and it's almost as if he's going to give us a holy pattern that he's saying to us if you if you live a holy life you'll you will be able to access a spiritual power. Right. That's just it comes in tandem with each other and I love the thought of that that as soon as you engage in living a holy life you all of a sudden access this spiritual power or capacity.
0: And I love what you wrote here where in your box right there that Joseph that's the that was the reason for starting the mm. school of prophets. And then the relief society which became a school of prophetesses which was I'm trying to show you the patterns of living that will help you have the same kind of power that the priests and priestesses and the prophets and prophetesses of the past had capacity for, mm, like that's, that, so that, that's what he was doing. With and you them.
1: love in verse eight, when he just says at the bottom of that line, um, it is gonna be the power to administer in spiritual things. That's what we're looking for. That's the holy life. That's what we're trying to engage in. So in verse 18, it's gonna tell us, this is what the power and authority of the higher or the Melchizedek priesthood is. It's to hold the keys of all the spiritual blessings of the church. And then he's going to list these blessings. And let me just read it how it sounds right now. So if you're listening to this on a podcast and you have your scriptures in front of you, let me read what it says. It says, this is the privilege to have the privilege of receiving the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, to have the heavens opened unto them, to commune with the general assembly and church of the firstborn." and to enjoy the communion and presence of God, the Father, and Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And there's kind of a lot of big words in there. So sometimes it helps us if we like simplify all of those phrases with hidden meanings into just like, what would we call this today? So if you think about these are going to be the privileges of living a holy life. And the privilege is first where it says, um, to receive the mysteries of the kingdom, it's to understand God's plan, right? It's just the kingdom is God's plan. So first, you're gonna be able to understand God's plan. Second, the heavens open unto them or increased revelation is what you might say for that one. Third, to commune with the general assembly and church of the firstborn. We might call that um, enjoying the ministering of angels or the ability to have contact with angels and and the blessings that come through that ministering of angels. And then fourth, to enjoy the communion and presence of God, the Father, and Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, or to rend the veil, right? This is what we are trying to grow into is this process that allows us to understand God's plan, to receive revelation, to commune with angels, and to eventually rend the veil That's our goal. And as you think about those things, it's amazing how much temple um, that brings into you. And when I read 107, I love to look for temple language or temple imagery or temple symbolism because that's where we really are schooled in becoming priests and priestesses.
0: Yeah, and I just love thinking about somebody listening who's just like, oh, I actually really need to understand God's plan right now and I need the heavens to be open for me. Like mm-hmm. I need an increase of answers. I need that grace and assurance. I need additional power, you know, given to me. I need to commune with angels on this matter. Mm-hmm. You know, that there would be people who are like, oh, show me how to unlock that sort of power. Mm-hmm and that knowledge teach me how to do that teach me the patterns and the temple shows us those patterns
1: i just love when you wrote right in the journal do you know a place
0: yeah because where you can do
1: things like that <laughs>
0: yeah now i drew the the ancient you know tabernacle there yeah. because that tabernacle showed you symbolically these patterns in how to eventually rend the veil and enter into the presence of mm. of god and so it's like they taught those patterns so do you know a place that can teach you the <laughs> patterns that. Of, of how to of rend the veil? A holy life and,
1: <laughs> and I love that as you're going through and searching out some of the things that you're going to learn all the way through 107, um, I went into LDS.org and just looked on there under the temple and particularly the temple endowment. And I love that it talked about these five temple patterns that are covenants that allow us to draw upon God's power. And it's the law of obedience, the law of sacrifice, the law of the gospel, the law of chastity, and the law of consecration. These are all things that we are invited into that are going to help us to better access the power of God. And I think sometimes it's important to just stop and think, well, where do I need the power of God in Mm -hmm. my life? Like, where is the place where I am lacking so much that I, with my own strength and ability, will not be able to overcome what I'm up against. Where is that weakness or where is that ache or where is that burden or that heaviness? And then to realize it's the temple and through those laws that we learn in the temple and the ordinances and the covenants there that we are going to obtain the power we need to overcome
0: that. And I, I just reminded myself that we'll put the link to that mm. that art that spot on LDS.org where you can see, or was it Church of Jesus Christ yeah. yes. whatever it's called. Now. Whatever. However you um, get there. Yeah. Go we'll there. put that link on on the on the blog for that. And I really like this in verse thirty after mm. after these, where this is particularly talking about the quorum of the twelve and first presidency making decisions, and that's some interesting stuff that you can go through. And the rest of the section kind of gives almost like administrative organization. But I think it's important to remember like all of these things were organized. The scaffolding was all organized to just help other people come closer to the Son of God and access that power. And right? I
1: love this verse 32, just as you're talking about it. This is the one that talks about the decision of these quorums, or either of them are to be made. And then he tells you how you're going to make decisions in righteousness and holiness and lowliness of heart and meekness and long suffering. And I can remember a time in my life when we actually were trying to make a decision on a really important thing and stumbling upon this and writing these words out and just thinking, okay, how are all of these qualities or characteristics, which are very godlike, like right? It, it really is what happens when you understand the order completely. How would thinking In this capacity, help me make a better decision. And sometimes when we do have to make a really hard decision, I will just turn here just to help like set my mind in, okay, how do all of these words fit in making the decision I'm about to make?
0: Yeah, and when I read it too, I also think making decisions, but also like what a beautiful pattern of living. It reminds me of, oh, we're not there yet, section 121. Mm. That's going to talk about, let me show you again some patterns for living that increase spiritual capacity and power. Mm. And it's like, what if I faced decisions, people, situations with these words?
1: That's so good. You know? Yeah. I
0: love that. Now, this section 108 Mm -hmm. is... We love love 108. One other friend who we probably would know more about if he didn't die so early. Mm. Um, But Lyman Sherman actually ordained an, an apostle, but he will die. Um, and so you probably, we don't get to know, you know, too much about it, but we do know what happened that gave us section um, 108. And we love just thinking about the section as a guy who kind of thought, wait, <laughs> I, I want to live that pattern. Yes. I want to do the work of the, of the, of the order yep. of, of the son of God, right?
1: Yeah, I wrote at the top of my 108, a life assessment. I just think this is such an awesome Like, let me just look at my life and see how I am right now. And where could I be doing better? Um, But let us first tell you a little bit about Lyman. So one of the reasons why he joined the church is because he just marveled at the simplicity and purity of the Book of Mormon, which I love that so much that he did. What brought him to the church was the simpleness of the gospel. And I think sometimes we forget about that. Um, I love when he says this. When he came for this revelation, he said, I had been wrought upon to make known to you my feelings and desires. And this is what he's saying to Joseph. I came because I was wrought upon or I had so much like anxiety or need. And I I came to tell you my feelings and my desires. And I was promised that I should have a revelation which would make known my duty. And I love that. It's kind of like what we saw in 106, that it's just someone who's like, I just, I need to know more about my capacity and what I'm doing right now. And that he goes and he just asks for this blessing. And I love that it tells us, the prophet received a revelation that very hour. I just love that he's like, here, let me help you. Let me just help you right now. You come and get a blessing and let me just help you with that. And one of the things that we loved about this, as we talk about it, we read in um, this book, Making Sense of the Doctrine and Covenants, where it says um, in 108, we learn much about the order of revelation. It's interesting that we just talked about the order of the son of God or the pattern of that holy life. And to think that, is there an order to revelation? And is that something we should study more about that we maybe would understand it better as we're thinking through some of these topics And I love that Joseph Smith taught that revelations are universally available to mankind directly. Okay. We can all receive revelation. That is one of the things that I love about this church is the knowledge that we have, that God will speak to us personally. He he really will enter in and have um, conversations with us and, and we will receive revelation according to the conditions and particulars of our life. And I love that we know and believe that. But It says this, but also that there is an order to receiving revelation. So Lyman wanted to know about his role as a general authority. And we start realizing the difference between personal authority and general authority. And personal authority or receiving revelation, if we want to say that, personal revelation, that comes to us in quiet moments. But when you are talking about general authority, that comes from God. And that's important for us to remember that and through his prophet.
0: You no, know, Oh, I was going to say, yeah, the di- both came from God. Yes, but-,
1: but through his prophet. And sometimes we forget that. We, we should not ever think that general authority counsel is general, right? That's God talking to his prophet for the membership of the church. And I love that when it had to do with his role as a general authority and his invitation to what he was going to do at the solemn assembly, that was revelation that would need to come from God through a prophet. And for us to remember the order of things, to remember that there are places where we will get our own personal revelation on some things, but there are also truths that will be revealed through a prophet who has the authority to speak for God on that matter. Do you want to add anything to Uh, that?
0: Maybe just that, um, and they, because they hold the keys of the kingdom, Mm. right? So particularly for kingdom work and, um, and things associated with that, just like, oh, that, that was the pattern and order that was established there, you know, in, in, especially in, you know, in relation to like, oh, the, the moving forth, the, the expanding and the work of of the kingdom of God Mm. on the earth.
1: Which is so good. It's so good for us to remember there is an order, um, both in the order of the Son of God, but also the order of Revelation, that there are certain patterns that God is not going to stray from. What we saw in the Old Testament is going to be true in the New Testament, and it's going to be true in the Doctrine and Covenants, because... He is a God of order and there is going to be an order to some things. And in this lesson we learn, there's an order to um, the son of God and becoming holy. But there's also an order to revelation.
0: Well, isn't it interesting that like section 107 was 1835. What year is it right now? I don't even know. Okay. (laughs) But like all these years and years and years later, right? The kingdom is still being run according to a revelation that was given to the prophet Joseph. All those years mm, ago. That's like, so good. The kingdom is still run according yeah. to those same patterns and everything. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That It just yes. is
1: so, crazy. so long
0: ago. that But also doesn't still it bring that, you so much comfort? Yes, yes I was, That yeah. order,
1: sometimes order brings comfort. Have you ever noticed that? Um, like for Greg, order in our house brings him so much comfort. He just, that is where he thrives. And I think all of us have that a little bit in our soul. That order is... Some of us less than than others.
0: others.
1: (laughs) But Greg, don't worry. He's keeping me in light. So (laughs) that's going to be fine. So it
0: all works out. (laughs) Now, 108, I think could be a really sweet experience for you if you just swap out your name in that first verse to my servant, David. Oh, you don't swap it out for that unless (laughs) that's your name. And just let let this section um, speak to you. Like it really is like just this section that goes through as a life assessment. Yeah, it's soul
1: searching. Like if you take each of the questions, instead of reading it through, it would be awesome if you just read through and were like, how are you doing at each of these things? There's a lot of other words in here, but in essence, it's almost as if you're just sitting down with the Lord and he's like, let's just like, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, You know, how are
1: things going for you?
0: And and here's some of the things he was like: are, are you obeying my voice? Um, are you letting your soul be at rest? I actually love that I one. I love that one, when one too. Particular way he's just like concerning your spiritual standing. Mm. He's like, Hey, stop freaking out about that, right?
1: <laughs> just let your soul
0: S- be at rest, be rest about your spiritual also, standing. Also,
1: and because things are so noisy and everything, that I just love that he's like, Shh. Yeah,
0: right. Um, are you being careful in in your covenants? Mm. You know,
1: I love that one, too. Uh, yeah,
0: it, it just is. And, and the, the tone of this is so gentle, mm. you know, um, wait patiently. You know, are there things that you're waiting for? Yep. I know. I know about them. Are you waiting patiently for those? Are you continuing faithful? Mm. Are you preaching my gospel? And whenever I read that, I always want to connect it with that next line. It's like, are you strengthening your your brethren? And read that whole verse because it's so good. Okay. What is it? It the says, therefore, your brethren.
1: strengthen your brethren in all your conversation, in all your prayers, in all your exhortations, or that word could be encouragement, in all your encouragements and in all your doings. You love that. Your conversation, your prayers, your encouragement, and everything you're doing. Are you strengthening people? Like, is that what your life... Looks like
0: right yeah oh like when you in line at the store when you post on someone's post as you think about them mm. and pray about them as you text them and all of your messages and thoughts are are you strengthening other people oh, I love that and then this sweet promise um, I am with you uh, to bless you and to deliver you forever right that's the the word that comes at the end mm. I'm I'm not I won't leave you like I'm, I'm, I'm here from day one, um, all the way to the to the very end.
1: Do you just want to have that life assessment, like every night before you pray, where you're like, "How are you doing at um, obeying my voice and letting your soul be at rest? And what does your spiritual standing look like? And are you careful with your covenants? And are you continuing faithful? And are you preaching my gospel? Are you strengthening people everywhere you go? And then that thought that. You might be like, I, I, dis- I am not enough to be able to do that. And then I love when he's like, oh, don't worry, right? Remember, I'm going to give you grace and assurance. Yeah. <laughs> this what I I'm ha- and do. I have mercy. <laughs> yes. Right. And I'm going to bless you and deliver you forever. You just love the thought of that. So, and, what a and, sweet ending.
0: Yeah. Because especially because 107 can be so big, like the Deacon's Quorum, all these things. And it's just like, remember, Lyman was drawn to just the simplicity of the gospel, yeah. which is, hey, love God, love people, I'm going to help you along the way.
1: It's so good. Yeah. So, good things this week.
0: Okay, field trip next week. Oh, it's Kirtland Temple. It's so oh, good. it's so good. <laughs> this audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This.
1: Also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com And you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler.
0: Thanks for listening. Bye.